0: Hey Rach, how's it going dude?
1: Alright, it's been a while. Yeah. This band's my favorite, don't you love them?
0: Yeah, it's gonna be the best. I'm so stoked.
1: Hey girl,
2: you want a beer? Alright. Aw man, this is the best. I'm so glad we're all back together and stuff. This is great.
1: Hey, um, do you guys know about the party after the show? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to go, but um, my friends don't really want to go. Can I get a ride? Welcome.
0: Welcome to episode two of We Are Weezer, a Weezer fan podcast for fans by fans.
1: Other fans.
0: And no one, if no one's listening. (laughs) No one. I
1: was trying to think of a clever uh, other word for it, and it was no one, so thank you.
0: So how are you this week?
1: I am good. How are you doing?
0: I am excellent.
1: I am super excited for this and the next episode and to hopefully be in a groove and out in the world soon. So it should be fun.
0: Well, yeah. So it's a bit of time travel. Like right now, there are no episodes out in the world. Right. But by the time this one is, this will be the second one. Yes. So It
1: will be in the world. There There will have been another one in the world.
0: Yeah, and hopefully you guys have come back to hear the riveting conversation about the <laughs> temporal no disturbances of doing a podcast. <laughs> but, uh, it's
1: so much fun.
0: But this week is fun uh, for a couple of reasons, uh, not the least of which is we're going to talk about Rivers' awkward social media presence and what it could possibly mean. I just um, thought
1: we could you know, throw out a few of his fun... Tweets, Yeah. uh, Because he is very active and on Twitter.
0: He is. Uh, On a lot of social media.
1: Sometimes he'll tweet like, you know, four times a day, five times a day.
0: So we're going to go over those. uh, And then we're going to talk about Rachel's favorite Weezer song of all time.
1: Say it ain't so. And then. We're going to take a trip to the garage.
0: We're going to take a trip to the garage and you're going to meet our friend, Amy, fellow fan clubber. Yes. She'll be on the show today. It'll be Amy's Corner or Amy's Garage Corner or Amy's cot in the garage with no heating or ventilation. or.
1: I don't know. I like to think of it as like a basement type garage where it's like a, its own room with like cool posters on the wall.
0: And it's super cool for you and your friends when you're nine. Yes. But you wouldn't bring a girl down there later on. You'd be embarrassed.
1: Uh, no. I mean, I don't know. You could.
0: We'll work that out later. When we get there, we'll ask Amy what she does with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah,
1: we'll ask her. We'll ask her what her garage room looks like.
0: Explain to us what you use your garage for, uh, Amy. We might talk about Weezer. I don't know.
1: A little... There will be Weezer talk. So I believe she has something fun planned for us to talk about. So
0: I hope be so, because we haven't done any planning whatsoever.
1: None at all. None. This is all just thrown thrown together. We just got here. It's happening.
0: Or... Is it and we're wowing you with our ability to make it seem so blase and easygoing. <laughs> anyway, moving on here.
1: Yes. So, Rivers a few days ago asked if we wanted to start. He said, Do you want to start a band with me? And I would like to answer you here, Rivers. Yeah, I'll start a band with you. I'll start whatever you want to start together with you.
0: I mean, I would play the triangle or. I don't know, bucket, because I don't have any musical talent. But I mean, is this not just one of his things where he apes what somebody says to him and then he just regurgitates it?
1: Oh, I don't know.
0: Because I know he does that a lot. You're like, I love panda bears in springtime. And he'll tweet that.
1: I That's my goal, is to get to the status to where Rivers responds to me in some way or even just steals my stuff. I'm into it.
0: And you'd be okay with it. I have this dream that one day some idiotic thing that I say about like star Wars or bad traffic will end up in a Weezer album. If you're lucky. I know. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past them to do it though.
1: I mean, truly they could probably make a song using random twit tweets from fans.
0: Yeah. There's enough content out in the world, enough people just sharing their thoughts where you could probably put together an album in no time. You just take a weekend and just sew it all up into a hodgepodge monster of a song.
1: I will copy his random word generator machine thing and just put his tweets in it and make my own reverse Cuomo tweet song.
0: See, a lot of what this podcast I think will be for me as a co-host is hearing things like random word generator and not having any (laughs) idea what you're talking about. I didn't realize the podcast would be me confronting how little of a fan I actually am. Yeah, and how I've just do. spent a lot of time with CDs.
1: You need to get it together. I
0: know. It's gonna be a learning experience for me. That's why I'm what they call in the business the foil. The I'm a foil. Good foil. I'm a good foil for Rachel. What? The why? earnest, because you're the earnest, all knowing Weezer fan. Yes. And I'm the guy who likes the music. And I say, What? What are you talking about? It, get I've never get out heard of, town, of that. Do tell. Like, yes. Can you expound further?
1: Yes. So during the White Album, when they were writing certain songs, or I think when he was writing For Sure. Summer Lane and Drunk Dory, uh, he had some kind of Excel spreadsheet, I'm sure, because he is, oh, I think right. he's obsessed with Excel spreadsheets.
0: Referenced in the Song Exploder podcast. Yes. Ah, yeah. I and... thought this was one of those longtime things, like the Catalogo riffs or that, that thing he made where he analyzed well, pop music. I don't know music. if
1: he used it for the whole White Album.
0: No, he couldn't have. Some of those songs were too, That's true. too heartfelt. Or maybe
1: but... more than just that one, but yeah. that was the whole, you know, I think I could do it with his tweets. absolutely i'm gonna make a song it's happening
0: all right and i will put it up that'll be in season two i mean you heard last week rachel or last week Are he saying every two weeks or every week last time last on all on we are weezer yes um you heard rachel sing and i bet it's going to come up again today (laughs) maybe it'll pop out
1: oh well we're going to talk about Sadie, so so it's impossible for me not to at some point let it out. Right. I don't and, have to. And
0: since we don't have the rights to use the music without getting sued into oblivion, you actually have to sing it. If you don't, okay. no one will have any idea. But what all like, three and a half minutes.
1: We're, yeah, we'll, we're going to get d- deep down. No, not three and a half. No. I'll Uh-ha. just do like a chorus. Almost gotcha. I did get excited because I'm like, we're going to deep dive in, into this guy. I have a lot planned in regards to this um, so
0: song. So was River's Twitter...
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I do feel... I feel oh boy. Let's back it up. So I feel like Rivers is one of the most consistent people in the world for all of his perceived weirdness or aloofness or whatever. I feel like the way he lives his life is evident in all aspects of it. On the albums, on his tweets, and how he talks, and what he says. You know, he, I mentioned before that he didn't understand why everyone thought he was joking about the Blue Album, but he was super serious. And um he has this way about him where i swear to god do you want to start a band with me is not him it's got to be somebody else because he cuomo's people with his tweets but the tweet right above that says i'm glad scott allister chided me a bit for not trying harder with my japanese that feels real legit feels legit and real because i think he's made two japanese language albums his Mm -hmm. wife is japanese and Mm -hmm. i'm assuming his kids speak japanese and he's obviously made a real effort in the last decade or so to learn another language
1: Yes, which is really hard because I. There's no way I could learn Japanese. No way.
0: My brother in law loves Japan and Japanese culture, and he has attempted to learn it over time, and it is incredibly complicated. He talks about the forms, like katakana and another one.
1: Just because it's different, it's not words that you can. Some I mean, it symbols. is. It's symbols to us, but to them, it's words. And I just, it's a little bit.
0: But within the pronunciations lie other meanings. Like what? I have no idea. But we get confused with your, your, and your, and we just automatically know. They also have a, a pictorial component, I think. Anybody who's listening, mm. correct me if I'm wrong. Like but
1: slang, like written slang?
0: I don't know if it's like that, but.
1: I need to know. That's cool. I, I commend... mean, I, I love the culture. Yeah. I want to go. It's a dream.
0: Um, it's a Westerner's dream to go to Japan.
1: Yeah. I'd love no, to. I really do want to go. Like I will go. I'll Boop. probably starve to death, but I'll go. Boop. And I want to see, like the temples and the old. I want to see the old countryside and the cherry blossoms and
0: I don't know. You know, it's I
1: so romantic.
0: When I go, I have this vision of wanting to be stuffed into trains, and you know, in the big lit up districts where I'm there's sorry. a billion people. Oh, like oh, I want to experience like weirdly, the massive culture. No, I want to I don't go to weird Japan.
1: That. That's the opposite of what I, I don't want
0: to be. I'm going to go to the countryside where it's pretty. <laughs> no, I want some guy to shove me into a train with a stick. <laughs> like, you know, they have like the big plungers for the people. Have you seen that? I want to
1: wear umbrellas on my shoes.
0: Imagine that's your job. You, <laughs> you got out of university and it's like, all right, you've trained all your life. Everything you've done has led up to this. You are, train the man shover who
1: shoves people in the train at the end He's of it
0: got a card he carries it's time to go i'm train shover changes his name to train shover
1: no no he doesn't
0: no okay well all, not all jokes are winners uh. okay at least i tried
1: <laughs> let's see what else has he got planned for us uh give me song suggestions i should learn on guitar please hmm
0: that's a weird one for me I have a hard time believing that he could just pick up a guitar and do any song. He seems talented enough.
1: I feel like there's nothing I could suggest that he wouldn't already have tried.
0: Yeah, maybe that's why he's asking.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's see. Did he have any other craziness happening? And here's another one. Morning pizza. Do you think he's having pizza for breakfast?
0: Who doesn't? Rivers is just like us. He puts his pants on, one or his kimono on one sleeve at a time.
1: <laughs> Do you think he wears like a little kimono instead of a robe around the house? No. Do you think he walks around in his underwear? Do you think Rivers wears underwear or or boxers?
0: I will tell you that listening to you say that, that's the longest amount of time I've ever thought about that me too. before now. I,
1: it's never even like occurred to me to wonder...
0: Um, although I don't know, he got saucy on Facebook the other day with that shirtless post.
1: Me, so. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so
0: who knows? Maybe he's very comfortable with himself.
1: Everyone was mean to him about that too, and I felt bad.
0: I didn't read any of the comments. Why were They're they? They
1: were like, "Why are you so white? Get some sun. You live in California." He's white because he's Ooh. Caucasian, and he doesn't want skin That's cancer. That's my hater voice.
0: What Why are you doing something that makes me uncomfortable? <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. So therefore, I've got a comment on it.
1: Rivers, you stay as white as you want to stay. Yeah. You, you do you, buddy. Yeah, you are beautiful just the way you are.
0: I mean, <laughs> sorry. That's. I hope you're listening, Rivers, because you're loved here.
1: Yeah, I, I do. I love you. You're welcome. <laughs> it's true.
0: Yeah, um, but uh, Rivers is, uh, um, by the way, never had to say Riverses out loud before. The the man's social media presence to me is really confounding. You know, the constant what's ups on Facebook. And are those broadcast to everybody or is that just for us in the fan club?
1: I think it's just the fan club.
0: He knows. He knows what's up. We're just there waiting for him to say what's up. In an infinite loop of not knowing what's up with anybody. Right. Over and over. What's up? Who knows? You tell us. That's why we're here. Special
1: things, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. He's asking us I am a question I'm going to tweet him what's up he I'm going to say what's up with you He'll just Cuomo you and he'll just say what's <sighs> up And you'll be like oh I think that's my what's up
1: I'll spell it really weird Yeah And I'll like put like exactly five question marks And then if he does that then I'll know Leet
0: speak oh, no. so it's like W Four Seven What's leet? You know
1: oh you mean like pager talk?
0: Pager talk? Okay, I feel like this is something that has soared beyond my knowledge. Or like
1: your calculator. You can make words out of numbers. Oh, like boobies? Yes.
0: Like boobies or hell? Yes. Or boobless? Hello? Which I was always proud of. No one ever went for boobless. <laughs>
1: no. I mean, why? When because you have boobies, why would you want to go boobless?
0: I don't know. Because in elementary school, half the people I showed it to is probably true. <laughs> You're boobless. I was mean when I was young.
1: That's not very nice. I
0: know. I told you last time I'm not a nice person. But I, I do wonder if any real engagement will ever crop up with Rivers. I feel like he'll always keep us at arms' length as far as social media goes.
1: Let's get down to "Say It Ain't So."
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's time to discuss the song. So, uh,
1: I meant to highlight, but in con- I have five hundred pages on the song.
0: That's fine. Prepare for paper rustling. Uh, in conclusion, on the social media aspect of Rivers. Um, no artist that i know of is, is quite as weird as he is on purpose and i absolutely think it's on purpose you know you don't get to where he's gotten to in his life for
1: it's very art artist like of him yeah to be weird he's enigmatic
0: he keeps us engaged we obviously keep coming back and in it's time and again
1: i was listening to troublemaker like the words which i guess we'll have to get into when it happens but uh, I wonder if he's like telling the truth on that song. Because it's like doing things my own way.
0: I think that song da, is, da, 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 da. is as earnest as it gets.
1: I think he's really being, I don't know. I think he's talking about himself in that song. Yeah, And I think he also says like, I'm the greatest. You know. When he starts to do the like it gets to the chorus. Like, I'm the greatest. Uh, oh, the little Elvis breakdown. The best that ever you ever had. Or- you don't
0: like it, you love it. Yeah, that thing, little Elvis breakdown. No, that's from like,
1: Greatest Man That Ever Lived. Oh, maybe no, 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 troublemaker. No, no. troublemaker yes, yeah, talking too. We'll get there.
0: Yeah, we will discuss these songs because the the red album. It's gonna for, bug me now though. For good or for bad, well, we have all the podcasts in the yeah. world to figure it out. The red album for good or for bad, I do think he meant that. I mean, why else would he wear that hat,
1: right?
0: And have that belt buckle and the paunch. I mean, everyone else is in t shirts. Brian, handsome as ever. Rivers, mustache. Cowboy hat. Yeah.
1: Cowboy outfit. Like he's legit.
0: He's the least cowboy like person ever. I know. <laughs> uh, I know. so we are going to move next into this week's song discussion, which is going to be saying Say so. so.
1: Can't say anything bad about this song.
0: Oh, I'm it's sure someone best. on the internet could.
1: It's the best. It was released May 10th, 1994, and as a single, July 13th, 1995. Um, Rivers is the the writer of the song. Rick Okasik, uh is the producer. He produced everything on the Blue Album, so
0: yep, top to bottom. F
1: Y I. Um, Patrick is on the percussion, they call it, Brian, and Matt Sharp is the bassist. So I guess it's, um, I guess we took it for granted on feels like summer that Scott was the bassist. We'll have to make it a point to say who's the bassist on each song so that, you know, cause there's three of
0: them. We could absolutely devote a whole episode to the lineup changes and the, the saga of the Weezer bassists. And who loves who more?
1: Um, watching the video for Sadie, so maybe miss Matt, but also Matt's Matt's Matt, and um, I don't know Mikey at all, uh, but I also really really love Scott. So I don't know if I love Matt, but Matt is like who I grew up with as my bassist of Weezer.
0: Yeah, no, I and I certainly did not cuz I rediscovered the band with the green album and Mikey and uh I don't know how much everyone was using the internet to inter- interact with things back in 2001 but Mikey has unfortunately passed away. Yes. But yes. uh and may he rest in peace. Um
1: That yeah, that is a thing. We'll have to talk about it. I did research that too. I have researched that and um
0: that's no, a very sad thing. And yeah. I remember he had uh, troubles. Yeah, he had troubles, many of us do. Um, but I do I do recall him being remembered by the band warmly. And uh I mean I certainly love his playing on the album and I liked that era and I assumed he would go on with the band. But uh they replaced him with Scott in short order. Who knows why? But for me Scott's my bassist. Oh, Because
1: he had issues and he was probably is probably worse than we know.
0: Yeah. I guess, in order to have him replaced. But I guess, wasn't it at that time where Rivers was uh, fining people for being late? Wasn't that the rumor? <laughs> Brian know. would show up to play guitar late. And, that sounds uh, a
1: little bit weird.
0: I always thought that legend was kind of silly.
1: I've never heard that legend.
0: We'll dig into that sometime soon, too. Yeah, but
1: I'm going to make a mental note of that.
0: Say It Ain't So, the second single off of arguably the band's finest work, the Blue Album.
1: All Music rated it 5 out of 5. Um, I'll also note that it's there's a Weezer Singles chronology, uh, according to Weezerpedia.com, and Rivers has his own song chronology, which is weird. Um it's on the kitchen tape and it's on their it's one of their demo songs actually. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. the fun, demo version fun is fun fact.
0: Um
1: pretty fun. One of my other like fun facts is Rico Kasich is actually from the band The Cars.
0: Did you not know this prior?
1: Uh, I did, but I don't think I really knew how great The Cars were. I I kind of listened to um, just what I needed, huh. which is awesome. The Cars I are love wonderful, that. I love and that song.
0: the Cars are certainly good enough to have one of their songs covered by Weezer for a Disney film. Did they? Yeah, You Might Think I'm Crazy was in Cars 2. Oh. Yeah. Well,
1: that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, and
0: of course Rick produced of course. the Green Album and Everything Will Be Alright in the End.
1: I don't think I knew that. Yeah. I don't think he, I knew he produced Everything Will Be Alright in the End. He
0: did. It was a big deal because it was like, it's their comeback record. Oh. It's the first one in four years
1: I wonder how he felt about that. Or, or everyone years. felt about that. We'll have to get to that.
0: We're super excited at the time.
1: What's the song... That came out first for that.
0: For Everything Will Be All Right. Yeah. Back to the shack.
1: Okay. I will have to watch the video for that and see.
0: Which was seemingly not well regarded because it was so, I don't know what, I don't know why people complained. Are
1: they in actual shack?
0: No, but they're talking about, you know, the crappy house in Santa Monica. Well. So everyone was like, oh, it's the comeback song. And then I don't know. People didn't gravitate towards it. They didn't it. like it? No, I don't. I mean, oh, I well, Weezer be. fans seemingly don't like anything Ugh, at first.
1: Weezer fans. That's Let why it we're go. here.
0: Yeah. But I liked it. <laughs> I like Back to the Shack.
1: I like Back to the Shack.
0: It's bouncy. It's fun. It's silly.
1: Sorry, you will hear papers in this episode because I have papers. <laughs> and of all my research. So, Saving It So is actually one of the most popular Weezer songs. And... There's, you know, no one doesn't like Sadie and so pretty much everyone likes this song. Um, Brian has also said, and this might be an old quote, so um, don't quote me, but he said that it's his favorite. So that's nice. Brian Um. likes it or we know he at least likes it. And at one time it was his favorite or he said it was. Sure. That's fluctuated over the years. but It's
0: a powerful, powerful tune. I think one of the, certainly more so than uh, Buddy Holly about something dark and important in River's life that the rest of the world thought he was joking about. A lot of the early appraisals of Weezer were, you know, that they're funny, that they're a joke band. Their videos are about goofiness and, you know, Buddy Holly
1: is not? Or.
0: No, I'm just saying that um, you start with a single like Buddy Holly and you go into something like Say It Ain't So. Oh. And everyone's expecting
1: buddy holly and it's yeah. not it's deep
0: and it's deep and it's very deep and i don't think it was seen as such at the time
1: yeah it's about uh his stepfather's had alcohol problem mm-hmm. alcoholism and it's a song about alcoholism so when i guess he's writing a letter i mean he literally i'm looking at rivers's like writing of the lyrics of the song and he's writing he it's like I write you in spite of years of silence you've cleaned up found Jesus things are good or so I hear sorry it's like kind of hard to re- read his yeah but, I mean we
0: all we certainly know that part of the song and he's writing a letter to his his, his dad his dad or his stepdad I think it's his dad dad
1: I think both both
0: but uh, it was I mean that that story the, him moving away and his dad is a Pentecostal Pentecostal minister, and they recently reunited. It's oh, literal and true. you mean
1: he left like the yeah. The as the, as way the story goes,
0: that as the story goes, his dad wasn't around when he was a kid.
1: Yeah, they got divorced. His mom moved away, married, um, which I will. I also have notes on that. Everyone, the father and the stepfather. I should put page numbers. Um, but then, so the last part of the, the lyric is, the sun is drowning in the flood. And basically, I think River started to feel like he might be also having issues with drinking. And that's why, that's where that comes into play.
0: Yeah, here. which I imagine is uh, an issue for a lot of people who have uh, parents who are alcoholics or family members that are alcoholics. You wonder, is that your fate too? And I mean, there's no doubt about it that Rivers articulates these feelings, and again, this goes back to. Rivers is an incredibly, feeling musician. I, I maybe, and I maybe, have never thought about this clearly before until we had to talk about it, you know, on a weekly basis. But his ability to, um, with the words, express the same, the feeling that we can all relate to, you know, because I hear these things and from personal experiences of my own, it is palpable. I feel his pain, and I feel. The intention of the song very clearly.
1: I think that that's one of the things about that song coming out at that time in the world is that it it was you know a time of grunge and the beginning of like emotional music and talking about something like that is um, different. It was different for the time, and I think that's why people are drawn to it. Yes, my dog is snoring again.
0: It sounds like somebody's television in he's the other room. He's
1: snoring, but he's not dreaming. So it sounds like a little old man in the background. I'm sorry.
0: It sounds like a TV on four rooms away. But you know what? He's the show dog.
1: Yeah. he At least he's not licking or chewing something. So
0: that's I'll true. take it. They only do that when you're trying to go to sleep.
1: Yes. In, like, in that case, like that's why he's down here.
0: Now that it's as quiet as possible, I'm going to... Don't, yeah. Just ruin my whole life. (laughs) Or throw up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Well, uh, Stephen Kitts is the stepfather of Rivers. And did you know that Leaves changed his name?
0: From Leaves?
1: From Leaves Cuomo to... Where the heck did we put it? Gosh darn it.
0: Bill. Stephen. Roger. Clementine. (laughs) Clementine? Horatio. Wayne. I'll figure it out
1: and I'll tell you later. All right. We got to keep this show on the road. Why would you
0: change your name from Leaves?
1: Oh, because it was, you know, they were little and they didn't want to get made fun of. When they moved away from the Ashram, they went to regular school and they didn't want to get made fun of. Could you imagine like being a boy at a new school, like nine, and your name is Leaves?
0: I can imagine it easily because for anyone who didn't like me, my name was Dick. And when well, you're eight, that oh, sucks. Okay. So I get it, actually.
1: Yeah, my name doesn't go with anything, so that's good.
0: It's Rachel. Everyone's Ooh. like, "Oh, I like Friends. That's a great show." And Rachel, oh, boop! It's cute, like punctuation. Yeah. yeah. But mm. I
1: actually wrote a speech on. Uh, we had to write a speech about our name, and that was one of the fun. There's a, actually a haircut called the Rachel.
0: Like from Friends. Yes. I feel like there were seven haircuts called the Rachel.
1: No, just the one. Oh. Jennifer Aniston's haircut and Friends. You're welcome. Um, there's a fun fact listed, listed here for you that Pat actually helped write the first line of the song because they needed something, two syllables instead of refrigerator, so they came up with the Icebox thanks Pat
0: somebody's Heine is crowded my refrigeration unit my boy that argument must have been fun in the studio
1: cold thing <laughs> my box of coldness
0: I like to I like that it wasn't that Rivers had too many <laughs> syllables in the word he just didn't know what the thing was called it's like somebody's Heine <laughs> is again? crowding my what makes things colder Ooh, what's the it's warm first but then it's cold no, and what does that
1: you don't put beer in the freezer no
0: no Outside overnight, igloo. I don't know. Someone help me. Ice and chest. Pat came over and pet Rivers on the head. He's like, "It's okay." Ice,
1: ice box. box. It's gonna be ice. Why box. not ice chest?
0: I don't know. Ice box works, and I guess it because does. I've heard the song forty-eight trillion times. Else if it were there were any other word, it sounds completely wrong. But because we're all just monkeys who can type, um, after a while, if somebody changed it, it'd be like, "Oh, this version's better." Somebody's heinies crowding my beer koozie my koozie you could be you could do koozie
1: my refrigerator
0: yeah well this is why rivers is the multi-platinum artist and we are just talking about And we are not yeah yeah.
1: um did you want to know rivers's mother's name yes beverly schoenberger
0: beverly schoenberger Mm -hmm. everything i ever could have assumed doesn't come close to what it turned out to be i was expecting something
1: not schoenberger that's for sure
0: what's her first name Beverly. Beverly. Yeah. Beverly named her kids Leaves and Rivers. Yeah, I like it. It's cute.
1: Huh. It's very naturey.
0: The more you know. But. uh
1: <laughs> Can you play the?
0: Do like they do on dee dee uh,
1: Adam dee. Carolla, or where do they play the more you know on Adam Carolla?
0: On NBC all the time. Doody doody. We don't have a sound effects board. We don't have a bald Brian. So. I can't play things at a drop dead. Get hand. it together! <laughs> oh please. But uh, do tell me.
1: Frank Cuomo is the dad's name.
0: That's right. Yeah. Recently reunited though, correct? I think either brought him yes, out on stage. Yes, he some performances. was able to
1: go on stage at the show where they were in Irvine Meadows for the final, uh, I guess, show of the White Album.
0: Oh, huh. that'd been a heck of a thing to see. I know when I saw them last year with Panic, I got to see his little kids play up on the stage and that was about as cute as it gets
1: i know and scott's kids which scott's kids are like just adorable
0: yeah adorable um yeah so i mean it's been a couple years since they were reunited and i think that's one of the reasons i do like back to the shack so much which is in a weird way a bookend to this song because one of the opening lines is settle down with a girl and made up with my dad or something like that i'm paraphrasing the lyrics because i don't have them on hand but he yes. says says clearly, I've conquered the issues with women. My dad's back in my life, but what I was missing I'm was you guys, my life and it's time to rock once again. That was what Back to the Shack was all about. You know,
1: it, was that it, was that really what back what it says in Back to the Shack?
0: Yeah, he flat out says, you know, I was. He he talks about how disco sucks, how he was chasing that pop music thing that he was doing, and he realized, you know. I just needed the fans and because it had come on the heels of all sorts of literal fan interaction being stuck on a boat together you know then him realizing how much he's really loved by his fans and he tried to make a rock record again and that was everything will be all right in the end
1: we'll have to do everything will be all right in the end episode like shortly
0: yeah it's i think it's a remarkable album that that just got lost in the build-up for the white album you know Kind of like, world. I
1: think the white album is getting lost in the build-up for the black album.
0: I just think it's hard to pay attention to anything for too long. You know, R- R- Weezer is doing an admirable job of keeping releases going and their notoriety going, but there's 48 gabillion things that you have to pay attention to.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Weezer's fan base is finite, but growing probably. So, and we haven't heard a drop about the black album since for a the second for a while, yeah, yeah. just the song.
1: Well, it hasn't even been that long, though.
0: No, but you think you'd hear something this day and age, every week or so. But please, regale me with more Sadie So facts.
1: Uh, I wanted to just kind of... I printed out the charts from 1995, just so that you guys could know what else was out back then. Because I want to take you... I want to take you back to good old 1995, so you can just kind of feel how the music was. Um have you ever heard of a little band called the Cranberries? <laughs> yeah. So Zombie was number 7 at the time. And Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio was the number 1 single uh in 1995. <laughs> so That was the number 1 have, song like, in our hearts. Like this crazy mishmash of types of music that is popular at the time. And I remember because I was there. Um You've got Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio. Uh, Kiss from a Rose by Seal.
0: Which I know every word too.
1: It's like the third to last page. Um, <laughs> Brian Adams. Have you ever really loved a woman?
0: I know the words Do you to remember that too. That? Of course.
1: Uh, the Cranberries. Michael Jackson. You are not alone. I know. So, so, all of this when is When did happening? I learn all these songs as a child? Let's find a good one that, like, I guess could be considered alternative to. Oh, You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. Um,
0: You're saying is something that's contemporary to Say It Ain't So?
1: Yes. Like, this is 1995. These are the charts from 1995. So, these are all things that would have come out around the same time as Say It Ain't So. And that's why. When people say that he was trying to be something, no, he was totally different than everything else that was going on at the time.
0: Absolutely. I mean, so he's he's in a sea of stuff that doesn't sound even the same. Like that. And I just say. want to point out. there's I mean,
1: Offspring is on here, I guess. But. I'm
0: making the executive decision that there'll be a TLC reference in every episode. He was in good company with Waterfalls by TLC. Oh
1: my gosh. Is that on here?
0: It is. Uh, Coming at number 16.
1: This is so random now that we're here. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, Looking at these
1: songs, like I just can't believe this blows my mind, right?
0: I who is Mouth or Merrill Bainbridge? Mouth.
1: I have no idea. CDB, let's groove. How could they be number four?
0: Who knows? No one ever remembers like the crappy music, <laughs> you know. You shove that. You're like, oh, music was so much better when I was younger. Well, it's because you don't remember the crappy stuff.
1: And When I Come Around by Green Day should also be noted because they were probably the only other alternative newcomer out there at the time, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, When I Come Around especially, it was like very alt-sounding and way far away from their punk roots. And I mean, really.
1: At the time, though, that was punky. Like alternative kids were like, oh, this is crazy punk rock.
0: I have to take your word for it. I was still being driven around everywhere by my mother.
1: Oh, I used to jump around with my friend, and I was a freshman, and I used to jump around in her house, like shaking her heads around, singing all that the whole CD. I mean, I had
0: I had Dukey, and I knew every word. I just I didn't have any sense of the landscape of music. I mean, in my mind, if I'm if I'm looking back, I feel like Offspring was more of a punk band in 1995 than Green Day was.
1: Probably. Mm-hmm.
0: Now Green Day's Insomniac. That's a whole other conversation for a whole other podcast on a whole other day. <laughs> that was a punk record, but okay. I'm sure the pitchforks will check come it out.
1: out. I'll check it out. Um, let's talk about the video because this video is epic. I want to say yeah. Um, it starts off. So just think about all these other songs and imagine all of those videos, and now you're gonna put yourself and watch "Say It Ain't So." And it is totally different than a lot of other things that you had at the time. Um, I guess we're on like one of those trolleys or something. You're like going through the house in the video. Oh, yeah,
0: certainly. Uh, There's a lot of um, just track, camera track. Okay. Laid on the floor and a lot of fancy push-ins and zooms and the epic hacky sack scene during the emotional crescendo, which if you've ever played hacky sack, you understand. What an emotional roller coaster that is.
1: I, I love that they're playing that is so nineties.
0: It is. We all used I mean, to hacky sack. And they look legitimately good, good at it anymore. too. Can
1: we bring that back?
0: Probably not. Not yet. Three or four more years. It'll be the next craze.
1: And also I have I have to talk about it. Like they're so young. They're I so know. young. They look Pat like has babies. Bleach blonde hair. Yeah. Uh, in the nineties, bleaching your hair was a thing. And sweaters with stripes on them. Hacky sack. And this video has all of those, so if...
0: I mean, it is quintessentially 90s. It's dripping with 90s Now we have
1: some scratching happening. It's Sorry. all right.
0: Dog's got itch.
1: He's an itchy dog. I don't
0: um, know a dog that doesn't like to interrupt everyone's it. moment with a good scratch.
1: <laughs> it's true.
0: But uh, the the location for the video, is that not the Weezer house?
1: It is the Weezer house. It is um, the shack. lovingly called the Amherst. House.
0: the Amherst house Santa Monica
1: I think it's Hollywood I don't know LA oh I should know this
0: we should because we're Weezer fans
1: I know it's in LA it's in LA
0: I think it's Santa Monica pretty we'll sure look
1: it up West Hollywood maybe who knows it's a house it's a house it didn't look house. great it looks like a
0: it looks like a bungalow in a beach Possibly town you could maybe from call the it 50s. a shack Rivers did. That's the shack he's talking about.
1: So you're feeling like you're at a house party. You're going through the house and you walk in, or it looks like the laundry room and there's the band playing. Yeah. Uh, Carl comes in, does a little load of laundry in the middle of the video. Yep.
0: Doesn't care about this band and whatever they're doing.
1: Yeah. He's like, I got to get my socks dry. So. Which, really,
0: if you've ever had roommates, you know how that is. You don't know what weird activity you're, like,
1: Whatever. you're walking
0: into from room to room. You're like, well, we okay, all live here.
1: i got to get this done. Uh, and then you go outside and you play some slow-mo hack.
0: Exactly. Some over-cranked hacky sack. Is hack the short for hacky sack?
1: <laughs> I, just, I just did that.
0: Oh. Yeah, I like to envision now. you and your friends when you're 14 are like, hey, guys, you want to like go hack or something? <laughs> and then your parents hear you say that, and they're like, is that drugs? <laughs> You're talking about drugs, you're like no, Mom, well, I'm just hacky sack. You're like, don't lie to me about drugs. And you have that fight over and over. And little do they realize you're not doing drugs. You're just really beefing I'm up really, your hand-eye um, coordination.
1: Yes. Truth be told, I'm not very good at it. Uh, we have one though here in the house. Handy. We can hack later. If you want. Okay.
0: We need to stop this and play some hack. <laughs>
1: Sorry. Oh, so nerdy. Um, mm-hmm. I've I you know we take the hacky sack. Camping, we'll hack once in a while. It's just, it's fun. Let's bring that back. I also told my husband we should uh, bring back the one earring because it's not a thing anymore. Oh, I had the giant things in your ears now. I had
0: the one earring. You did? Yep, I had to take it it out. I can't. Oh, I would. I'm 33. I'm a grown ass man. I bet
1: you somebody has an earring in that video. We'll have to check it out.
0: We'll investigate.
1: Uh, Brian looks the same, pretty much.
0: Brian is an ageless vampire. I'm pretty sure he's immortal.
1: He looks a little skinnier now or like his face looks skinnier.
0: That could just be diet. Yeah. He could have gone vegan at some point.
1: I'm concerned about you, Brian. You need to eat something or something. You're looking a little th- thin.
0: You're beautiful the way you are.
1: This is true. Who am I? You Don't keep you, it up. like you're not even going to hear this. It's
0: she fine. cares about you so much that she's I overstepping do. the boundaries. I'm trying to be a mom taste. and
1: I'm not your mom. So, oh. I'll hush it up. Um, I also want to make a special shout out to Rivers in this video because he is like the sexiest thing I've ever seen in my whole life in this video. And that's what I will say about that.
0: This will Um, be your husband's favorite episode.
1: Probably. (laughs) I mean, yeah, He's, uh, he's used to it. It's never going to happen. I can't go back to 1995 and hit on Rivers, so...
0: It is interesting to go back, um, because as I had mentioned in the last episode, so much of my fandom is just my relationship with the CDs and the imports and the singles and the, uh, you know, the B-sides and all of the...
1: You have single for this one?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but to go back and look at the the song, its era as a whole, you know, certainly a little shocking for me. I do feel old now a little bit yeah river's no. looking so young because to he me too. he just looks the same but uh
1: oh, he does not look the same let no, me tell you no but he looks I mean, he still looks very young don't get me wrong but he His hasn't aged poorly too you know no he looks great
0: but um that the video has a lot of emotion and it's very energetic you know and there's Watch some
1: it. funny parts too i mean
0: yeah it's a little goofy at the
1: end Uh, The final scene is he takes a little sip out of a juice box and puts it back, and you're like, and he's like, "Eh, juice, and Pat's like, juice, and he's like, yeah. How adorable. Yeah, and then he puts it down, and that's the end.
0: But the song itself, um, I think it will last forever, and I think it will transcend. I mean, it certainly is one of those songs that like drunk middle-aged dudes. You probably request a cover bar night at a, you know. (laughs) crappy bar on Devonshire Street
1: yeah this is never going
0: away no it's timeless and eternal but it's like a damn good song too because again in three minutes he translates tremendous emotion
1: you may or may not remember Cotton Eye Joe
0: where did you come from where did you go
1: (laughs) but say it ain't so will never leave you
0: well I kind of just undermined your point but
1: alright what about Right Type of Mood by Herbie
0: well I choose not to sing anything from it, but that is also one of my favorite songs.
1: Get out of it. Are no, you No, I sued? have no idea. Okay,
0: good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, no, there's no way you could know what that is.
0: Sophie B. Hawkins' I As I Lay Me Down was my lullaby. Oh my God. Do you see what else is on Let this her list? Let
1: Cry by Hootie and the Blowfish. Hold
0: Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me. I was all about Batman as a kid. So oh. all the songs from Batman movies.
1: Woo. Woo.
0: So good. So bad.
1: So bad.
0: They're really bad.
1: Who? What Batman was that?
0: Do you know all the words Kissed by a Rose, though? I think I do. We all do. And yeah. if you're listening and you're like, I don't, you do. You're lying.
1: Yeah, you've heard it.
0: Unless like you're somewhere.
1: eight. You probably heard it on like K-Earth 101.
0: Okay, I'm hearing songs from 1995. I hear Pearl Jam on K-Earth 101.
1: That's why it's funny. Because it's an oldies station. And for unquote. anybody
0: listening who does not reside in Los Angeles or avails himself of internet radio, when I was a child, K-Earth played music by like Frankie Valli and the mm-hmm. Four Seasons. It was 50s. actual, legitimate old music. And yeah. now I'm hearing stuff I listened to when I was a child.
1: It's only 20 years old. I can't really put it in that. I mean, when we were listening to it in the 80s, it was 30 years old.
0: Mm-hmm. And it seemed like that was their litmus. It was 30 years yeah. back.
1: We'll have and to write a, a strongly worded letter Yeah. immediately.
0: But radio sucks. It's all in one building owned by the clear channel
1: i just think it's you know it's unfortunately gonna leave us soon but
0: yeah too homogenized another thing rivers doesn't want to be
1: is there anything else you want to throw in before we get to the ratings
0: oh my god the ratings did you not rate it no i didn't
1: you stink and you smell like beef and cheese
0: that is oddly specific (laughs) but i did eat a cheeseburger last night so you're not off base (laughs)
1: Well, you better get your rating system out and something.
0: Oh, my Lanta. All right. Do you have any final thoughts on the song itself and what it means to you? Because not only is it our topic song for the week, but it is your favorite Weezer song. I know you talked about it a little bit last week, but...
1: Uh, I would have to say Say So is my favorite song because... I think it's the first Weezer song that I kind of just like fell in love with and it's beautiful and heartfelt and awesome and rocking Mm -hmm. like all in one song. And I think that Weezer does a really good job of doing those things in all in one song. And so it starts off with the, the guitar chords and it's like beautiful. And, and you're like, what is this song? And then it's like, he starts singing about it, and you're like, oh, these are good lyrics. And then they start, they get to the chorus and they jam out with the guitars, and you're like, this is awesome. And then it makes you want to sing, like, Say It Ain't So with them. Like, Say It Ain't So. I told I you she would sing.
0: You want to, if I'm, and
1: then, like, it seems like he's singing from his
0: heart. Yeah, the, the song is super believable. You know, when I hear those opening chords, it sounds like a lament. It's so sad. To me, you know, and then your love
1: is a heartbreaker. Yeah, and a life taker.
0: Which it is when you have a complicated relationship with a parent. You know, it's forever; doesn't go away just because they're not around.
1: Yeah, I never even really thought about that in in that regard.
0: And like, even in the guitar solo, doesn't it sound like the guitar is crying? It is so.
1: Do 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 do
0: do do. That part rises up and it cuts into you so do air guitar.
1: I'm not joking. Every time
0: I mouth solo, I do the. (laughs) (laughs) But that uh, he made his guitar cry on that one, and I feel like I don't know if the legacy of that song is. But now
1: I'm gonna. Every time I hear that part, I'm gonna think of like a sad guitar.
0: Yeah, but I think about it though: is the legacy of that song really what it's about, or do people remember it just because it rocks? Both. You know, or is that just how we feel? I think you as major fans. Do we know the content? What is the average listener? And I'm hearing a song about heartbreak it just, and the it relationship. Sounds good. Yeah, it definitely. That's Rivers can write a tune. We know that for sure.
1: I, when I first heard it, I probably did not think it was about uh, family.
0: I always wondered though, because even as a kid, I knew that when he said, um, "No, wait," I take that back. When I, when I was a little little kid, I thought he meant a butt, like somebody's is crowd in my icebox. I literally thought somebody was sitting. On the ice box.
1: Hey man, get off of my ice box.
0: Yeah, move your butt off my ice box. I need it's juice. So big. And I never really connected to somebody's I'm, cold one is giving there. me chills. But as I got a little bit older, I was like, oh, this is about his relationship with alcohol.
1: Yeah. Which is weird to think about. Yeah. I they maybe they don't have any issues anymore with it, but
0: yeah, maybe not. Hopefully everyone like, can. Oh, I hope everyone get I through hope
1: those. Your fathers are okay now, Rivers.
0: Yeah, I hope he's okay too. Because really, it'd be more about him reconciling his relationship. He can't do anything about them. He's gotta come to terms. I know He's, his, he'd it, have to do that work.
1: His dad, dad was at the concert. I wonder where the stepdad is. I wonder what's going Who on there. Who knows if they're still together? Him and Bev.
0: Him and <laughs> him and Bev living in the ashram. Yeah. In the woods. of No, Connecticut. I
1: don't think they moved there, but maybe they're out here in in California.
0: But uh, so I'll I would
1: research that and get. As soon as I you know, finish stalking everyone else, I'll get to Rivers' stepdad.
0: Yeah, you, need to, <laughs> you need to get your P.I.'s license or something because you dig deep. <sighs> but I will say about this song to other Weezer fans, you know. You get it. I mean, this song had its hooks in you probably pretty early. I don't know a single person who loves this band intimately ever say, meh.
1: It's okay. And, no, I uh, think you can't. No one can listen to this song and not like it.
0: And for you I younger...
1: Will write that down and what's that called get it notarized or whatever
0: sign sealed delivered yes but uh for you younger fans as well if um, you haven't who heard may it, be dismissive of the early material you know try to look for the deeper meaning in some of these songs because even at that early stage Ridger, R- ridgers who's ridgers the fifth Beatle, the fifth weezer um rivers went deep and that's why i liked it yeah it's a beautiful song i
1: think that's why i liked weezer back then too Or got me into it.
0: It just makes me wonder why I listened to it then. Because I didn't get it. I didn't know. But in my teenage years, I got it.
1: I mean, I don't think you have to, like, even listen to the words. Like, you just feel it. It feels good.
0: Yeah, it does transcend meaning and thought. It just is Mm -hmm. objectively good and catchy and wonderful. Like a
1: lot of music. I mean, that's what I love about music.
0: Yeah, that's true. The why of it isn't very important. But, uh. I
1: don't know what class it was. Um,. It's either psychology or sociology or something. Uh, And they were talking about human beings and uh, going to concerts and listening to music together and being collective with other people and music makes your brain happy. Like it's a human thing that you can't control when you're with other people and you are singing along to things and... Or music, not things. um, Your brain changes, and your brain gets happy. Your brain likes that.
0: Back when we were all tribal, it must have been an intrinsic part, you know. Yes, singing and telling stories and sharing and being brings us all together, whether we realize it.
1: And so Weezer gets to do that, like for their job, like be do that. So they must be like so happy. But I, I feel like that's why when you go to a concert and everyone's singing say it ain't so and you're all together and you're loving it like that's why because it's like you're together and you, you all love it and you're all happy which
0: i must mention at the last concert i was at even the youngins were belting it out too and See? their parents look so proud they're like i raised little little timmy tams correctly and he's singing say it ain't so give him the right stuff but great song wonderful song it'll yes. stand the test of time And I'm sure we could talk for another hour. (laughs) I
1: know. I could probably... I have more stuff on the paper that I probably forgot, and it's bad, but...
0: But coming up next is more about Say It Ain't So, apparently.
1: I did want to note also that it was... um, I've never even looked into it. Edit this out right now. But I wanted to...
0: And the job gets harder.
1: Sophie Miller is the one who did the uh, video. So, shout out.
0: Sophie Miller.
1: But that's not even her name, I don't think. It says that on Weezerpedia, but I don't think that's her real name. I think her real name is Sophie Mueller, because that's a lady who... Or maybe it's wrong on Wikipedia. I was say, is it misspelled on
0: M-U-L-L-E-R? Weezerpedia? M-U-L-L-E-R. It could be.
1: Um, but she's a music video director.
0: I think she. I think she, she went she's on done to do quite a bit. And she's
1: done so many. I. She's done like three pages worth of stuff.
0: Does she ever do any features?
1: I don't know. Huh. But I mean, good job, Sophie. Yeah. I like it. I want to be a video producer, director. We'd I love to. Do that.
0: We'd love to talk to you one day.
1: Yeah. So let's get down to business and give this song our uh, our ratings.
0: Yeah, it's time to rate savings, So I feel like this one will be pretty easy.
1: Oh yeah, I assume it the, was easy the numbers for will be high. Um, I gave it one laser eyes rivers, a lightning strap, Scott and a vest, Pat jamming on the drums, a blue album rivers head, and one blazer Brian for a grand total of thirteen.
0: All right, and I gave it one laser eyes rivers, one lightning strap, one Scott and a vest, and one blazer Brian. For a total of ten.
1: So the song it has a R and R rating of eleven point five.
0: So an eleven point five. That's a pretty good pretty good assessment of this storied and wonderful song.
1: I actually maybe we should keep our ratings separate, because I don't want you to bring my rating down, man.
0: Well, are we a unified front or we are we our own entities? You're right. So yeah, that's the truth. All right. People will know when it they hear it. The is. truth sings okay all right so next we are going to go
1: in the garage
0: in the garage with amy yeah fan club amy so we will be right back with you all right guys it's time to go in the garage hello
1: amy with our co-host amy welcome how are you thank welcome to my garage what do you guys think it's beautiful.
2: I love your posters on the wall. Thank I you. see a
0: Space Jam poster. I don't know how I feel about it.
2: It is Space Jam. And there's Star Wars. Uh, no, Star Trek. My bad. My bad nerd. That makes sense And so many board games. Aren't those
0: the same thing?
2: Aren't they really? Just the same Star thing? Star Trek
0: and Sorry. Star Wars. They're
2: on the really same continuum.
0: And Alexa is our co-host as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should turn Alexa off during the show. <laughs> Yeah. We didn't even say Alexa.
0: We said Star Wars. You just said Alexa. Alexa, (laughs) turn yourself off. Did that work? I think so. All right. Well, Amy, you've been shown up by an AI. Have a good good week. I mean, I'm I'm okay
2: with that. No,
0: no need to start over. This is a good fun pod. Everyone has these problems in life. Their Alexa just won't shut up. (laughs) Okay. Welcome, Amy. Thank you. We're glad to be in your garage. Yes. Thank you. What have you brought with us today? What tasty treats?
2: Uh, I, I I forgot to do anything. So all I have is me and a really uncomfortable couch. So <laughs> enjoy. We it's have my- to get you set up over there. You're
0: aware this isn't a video podcast, right? No one can even see it's called, how little is happening.
2: It's called Imagination.
0: <laughs> uh, there's no imagination left. Oh, okay. Any my bad.
2: My bad. My bad.
0: But uh, Amy is a fellow fan clubber. Yes. Um, and is enough of a fan clubber and a friend and a fan to do a podcast with us?
2: Yeah, because I feel like I know so much about Weezer, so why not? I could talk about them forever. It might not make sense, but I can talk about them forever. Yes, so can we, yeah, apparently we can.
0: <laughs> We're gonna do it for ninety minutes every two weeks.
2: I know it's exciting at least, yeah, yeah. um, I've been in the fan club since twenty fifteen. So I didn't know there was a fan club until everything will be all right in the end came out because that's when they reopened the fan club, right? They did, yeah. Yeah, so that the run up to that. Yeah, so that's when I I joined the fan club because I was like, oh, this is a cool thing that I think I would want to be a part of because who doesn't want to be around people who think like you? Mm-hmm. So. Were
0: you a long-time Weezer fan before that, or when did you discover them?
2: Um, so I came about Weezer in a weird way. Um, I say I've been an active listener since the year 2000. um, But I kind of stumbled upon them because I wasn't really allowed to listen to, like, music other than country music, like (laughs) Hank Williams Jr. and Marl Haggard (laughs) growing up. You weren't allowed to? Yeah, I wasn't allowed because my parents thought that was great music, which, okay. But no
0: joke, even my wife wasn't allowed to listen to Weezer because of Hashpipe in 2001.
2: Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She was a freshman in high school then, and she wasn't allowed to because of that reference alone.
1: I listened to whatever I wanted.
2: No one told me.
0: Yeah, I had no oversight whatsoever. That must be a California thing. The parents <laughs> don't have time to take it take, take into account what you're listening to.
2: Well, eventually yeah. I quit I quit caring about what my parents said because in like 1996 I had a sleepover where I was introduced to pop music for the first time and I was like, "What is this? This is the best thing ever." Just because it was new. Um, And then that led to um, me finding... What was it? uh, I think it was, like, Selena. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Which, Selena, not not Gomez for the the younger listeners, like the... Who
0: wasn't (laughs) alive back then.
2: Selena. Right. Selena. Selena, yes. Um, Don't
0: you mean Jennifer Lopez? Huh?
1: Jennifer Lopez played Selena Mm -hmm. in a movie. Mm -hmm. Called
0: Selena? Mm Yes. What do I know?
1: Yeah, why am I saying it that way? Because it's
0: appropriate, language-wise. Yeah. Okay. I'm imagining Amy, your Johnny Five-like reaction. You're like, input, input. <laughs> when you hear pop music for the first time, this just blowing your mind.
2: Absolutely, because I mean, pop, that's what pop music is supposed to do, right? You're supposed to just like be fascinated by all the subliminal messages that are coming through. Um, but Selena's song was that um, Dreamin' Tonight song, which is like the sweetest song ever. Um, it is a good song.
0: I have and, no idea.
2: Oh well, you should listen to it because it's delightful. I'll sing it
1: for you sometime.
2: <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I hope so. Um, and then, like through church, I found another band called MXTX. X. Sorry.
1: So, I think
0: we're gonna legitimately turn off Alexa. Hold now. on a sec.
2: So I think
1: you're about to say something. Sorry.
2: Yeah. Um. So the Selena song was the Dreaming Tonight song, where I can't remember um the title of it exactly, uh, and that led to um. Me through church discovering a band in like '98 called MXPX. Uh, which oh, is, wow. Yeah, I know, right? Um, and in that, le- that led me down this um I remember that the album I bought was uh, Let It Happen. Um, and my parents hated it. And I was like, Mom, this is like a kind of like a Christian punk rock band. Punk rock band. Are they? Yeah. Uh, they used to be back in the day. Oh, okay. Um, and. Then my sister um, bought for me in 1999, along with TLC's fan mail, no joke, um, Green Day's Nimrod. Um, oh, I mad. know. Um, and her friend, who was kind of creepy at the time, um, told me I should get into this band, Weezer, because uh, they wrote a song about Green Day, clearly referencing El Scorcho. Oh. Um,
1: Thank you, creepy friend. I
2: know. So it's all because of this creepy friend that got me into Weezer because okay. um, he told me a radio station to listen to and where I heard Buddy Holly and um, that was the very first Weezer song I listened to. And I, well, I probably heard others, but um, with that one, I used to go visit my aunt in Lubbock, Texas all the time where Buddy Holly is from. And they have a um, an old train depot that they've turned into the Buddy Holly Center and I would drive by it. And I put the two together, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is like the coolest thing!" So I became a fan of the people who sing about Buddy Holly, not actually Buddy Holly. Um, so I, I stumbled into my my weezerness.
0: Seems like it took a while to take off. It, you glanced into them a couple times.
2: It did, but I was a kid, and I was had everything thrown at me. Like I was in this like weird boy band phase with like <laughs> punk rock and. And all this other stuff. It so. was a weird time, right? It was. Weird. It was a weird. It was a hard time to be a teenage girl. Let me tell you, <laughs> it was hard. But I made it through, and now I I'm a fan clubber, and love Weezer so much that I got a tattoo. So. You have a Weezer tattoo? I do. It's a green one. I don't know I if it's in the right one. I have a Weezer font. tattoo. That's awesome. Where's yours? What's your tattoo? My mine is on my arm, my right arm. Okay. Let me see.
0: We can see Amy. You guys cannot. Yeah.
1: Yes. I will describe
2: it. for you. I don't you. know if you can. It's very. It's not very good. It's a flying W. Yeah. It is. Oh, that's so. Cute. I don't know if it's in the right font though.
0: That's. If it's not, believe Richard me, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. yeah, Rick will tell
2: you. Yeah. I swear to God. <laughs>
1: um, Rick, any Weezer tattoos?
0: No, no tattoos. Why?
1: I'm so disappointed in you.
0: Um, Because I stand in eternal judgment of people with tattoos. No, I don't know. I can't think of anything awesome to put on my body forever. I flirted with a bunch of stuff. I can
1: think of one thing. Although I
0: did, I was thinking that I might um, get the waveform of my son's heartbeat tattooed on me somewhere. But the only place I want tattoos are on my arms. And for the longest time, like when I graduated high school, you still couldn't get jobs if you had had tattoos. Mm -hmm. Now nobody gives a crap. So I want to get a tattoo like up my arm or something like that. But I'm I cool. just haven't committed one day.
2: It's cool.
0: One day.
1: Well, so what's your favorite Weezer album, Amy?
2: Okay, my favorite Weezer album is the Green Album because it was the first album that I bought for myself and spent time anticipating it coming out. Um, like Rick said in episode one, um, I didn't really discover Pekenton either until after Maladroit. Um,
0: so happy not to be alone with that fact I've actually been reticent to share that with people Because they're just like, you're not a real fan, bro I know! Like, but I am, I swear Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, so for me, I always thought there was like This huge gap between albums Which, no, there wasn't
0: Exactly, I was like, wow, they're <laughs> finally back
2: <laughs> Exactly, oh so gosh. I was it's so, so excited I felt like I was Involved in something that was I mean, it, it was current, but I was like I'm on like the, the newest, latest thing after their First big album, no, I'm an nope. album behind, but it's okay. I'm still here. Um, but the Green Album is my favorite. It's 30 seconds or not? It's 30 minutes of just straight up rock, which I I love. It kept my attention span um, intact.
0: Absolutely, it's a it's a nice like. I don't know. It's like Run a- me
1: through the Green Album. Let's see here.
0: It's like a bullet fired from a gun. It's just over real quick.
1: Yeah. Don't Let
2: Go, Island in the Sun. And, like, Mm -hmm. that album came out this summer leading into my senior year of high school. So I remember distinctly lots of little things that I did that summer um, while listening to that album. Reminds Uh, you. You and
0: I must be – are you class of 2002? I am. Yeah, me too. So exactly. I remember I have, like – dozens of memories of my girlfriend at the time and my buddy, us driving like to the beach and what we were doing and what it smelled mm-hmm. like and the Green Album playing on the radio. Oh,
2: absolutely. Yep. Yeah,
0: Everything is so profound though when you're that age, right? Everything! You, you remember things then, just like scorched memories on your brain.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but I my... found my
0: Weezer fan twin. She lived my same life here <laughs> <but> in Texas.
2: <laughs> yep. Um, my favorite like song of all time um, is also off that album. And that's Island in the Sun. Um,
0: this surprises me. why? Because it is such it is such the Weezer song that everyone knows and I feel like if you were a snobby or Weezer fan you you would uh, be super defensive about it or something. like
2: no for me. I love that
0: that's your favorite song though
2: yeah for, for me, um, I had a lot of uh, things happen very quickly um, like the last six weeks of my senior year of high school. And it wasn't my favorite song. Um, I didn't really have a favorite Weezer song at that point. Um, But, like, uh, when all these things happened, um, that song just kind of uh, set with my soul because um, I really wanted to go to that island in the sun and not feel bad anymore. Um, So it it gave me hope that I just clung to as a kid. Um, Oh, are you,
1: like, just being a teenager? No, no, I
2: had a lot of serious... um, personal things go on, like, back to back to back, um, and, uh, every so it was kind
1: of an escape,
2: it absolutely was, um, and the, the, green album for me, um, probably because it's so tied closely to, um, that part of my life, um, that, that's what, that's my go-to album if I ever want to feel better, um, mm-hmm. so, yeah that's what
0: it's all about though yeah it's Mm. real
2: it's real talk but musically i love mikey's bass line leading into it um oh yeah it's such a good bass line you can turn up the bass in your car and just jam out um and there's such a calming vibe to that song um and the music video there's two music videos um
0: the 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 quinceanero one
2: there's the quinceanero one and the one with the animals um, I yep. I love animals, and I love Weezer, and I love nature, so throw those things together, and it's my favorite video, probably.
0: Have you never seen the animal music video?
2: <gasps> no, I need oh to. Oh my god,
0: it is adorable.
2: They have puppies? We'll have to do... And
0: t- little tiger cubs, and monkeys, Aww. and...
1: And bears. Or is Weezer in it too? Like,
0: yeah, they, they, like, so they, they actually animals? shot it in the hills out where I live in Simi Valley, <gasps> and it's them playing under trees with animals.
1: Well, that is a poster right there. That
0: it's I need. super cute. It's adorable. It's so cute.
1: adorable. Uh, so it. I guess we know who to call when we do that song.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guest guest spot with Amy.
1: You call that one. You're in charge of that one. <laughs> okay. I just made a shirt. Oh sing, yeah. Uh, for your kiddo. It's like a it's an island in the sun, and I kind of drew it like crayon, and then it just says hip hip. Oh And I'm gonna make him a shirt, and it's gonna be adorable. But maybe I will make one for you too. Oh, it's uh, a
0: i I knew I was right to be excited to hear why that was your favorite song mm-hmm. because for me, it is such a pop hit, mm-hmm. it is a radio hit, mm-hmm. it's a staple it to me sits outside of like why I really love the band but but no i I get exactly what you're saying, and i'm it's nice to hear a different perspective on it that isn't just mm-hmm. it being played on k rock for the tenth time today
2: yeah and <laughs> I I, like that like song. I love yeah. saying I love the blue album, I think it's a perfect album, but for me um. The, the Green album was at that time of my life and State or Island of the Sun was just um it's my song. Definitely. Like I, I probably so wanted it... it to be played at my funeral.
0: Oh yeah.
2: don't think about that right now.
0: Knock on wood I mean, <laughs> knock I mean, on all the wood I
2: work in grief so I think about things like that all the time. So it's Right. It's what I do. It's all good. Oh yeah, you're
1: your
0: social worker. Yeah. Bless you, by the way.
1: Yeah. Eh. At that you. was uh, what I wanted to be when I was little. I wanted to be a social worker. So <laughs>
2: whatever that means. Um. So
0: we have found our way into your garage. Yeah. What delectable treat do you have for us this week? <laughs> well, are I,
2: we are going to talk about um, the Blue Album. And I found an article um, that recapped um, some of the reviews from the Blue Album from 1994. Oh, uh, boy. Which I thought yeah. was... Um, Hilarious, like interesting. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, so funny. so I, um, I can
0: only assume they sit in contrast to the how everyone looks back on the album now. Is like the the beginning of a new era of rock music, and it's the best album of all time. You,
2: you know, the, um, the critics had more to say about their live show than the actual album itself. Um, from what from this what this article said. Um
1: bizarre. What's the article?
2: Um it is it's from Fuse TV, but they did it back in um 2014. Um it's called Weezer Blue Album uh flashback. Um so Rolling Stone uh actually liked it. And eventually they put it in the top 100 best debut albums of all time at number 35.
1: Oh. Yeah. And was this at the time, or is that now?
2: No, this was 1994.
1: Okay, so at the time, they they thought it was one of the best of
2: all time. Yeah, uh, I don't know when they actually put it in their... Um, in the file? Yeah. Um, that article came out in 2013, when they did the best debut albums of all time.
1: Oh, so not not that long ago. And I agree with you, Rolling Stone, but I think it should be a
2: little higher on the yeah I, I.
0: so uh, what did the critics at the time say
2: um, Rolling Stone said that um, they, they labeled them as survivors of the Los Angeles Club wars which I had no idea about because I'm a kid in 1994 I was eight year, or I was 10 years old back then so I, I know nothing um, but they they said that they had no doubt that they could handle the mixed blessings of uh, the novelty hit of the blue album. Um, Which, yeah, you were right, guys. They did a pretty good job um, handling that. How many years later? (laughs) Um, 33.
0: That prediction has absolutely been... Yeah. Has been... Has bared out as true. Mm
2: -hmm. Absolutely. Entertainment Weekly, they grade their reviews, and they gave them a B, saying that they imagined the result of a marketing experiment designed to create the ultimate college radio-friendly product, and you've almost conjured up Weezer. That's how they described Weezer at the time.
0: That, I'm shocked at how apt these reviews are. Right? That's not expecting this. We're not primed on this. Amy is revealing stuff to us as she's yeah. revealing it to you. This is pretty marvelous.
2: <laughs> Again, this is from 1994. Um, Billboard said that it was full of humorous and fun lyrics about simple things in life like beer on Say It Ain't So, and jealousy on no one else.
0: But see right there, that's so so funny. Say It Ain't So is not about simple joys at all. So see, the idea that people didn't get it is true. They
2: They weren't listening. They weren't listening. And they had a couple of live reviews. They didn't really like them live. Why? Yeah, which I'm like, how can you guys not like them live? They said that they were lacking aggressiveness, that they were straddling the musical fence. That Weezer fell short on both sides. You know, that's, what does that even mean? I don't yeah, know. that they
0: could have, they could have had a little more oomph, maybe meant it a bit more. Although, you know, in the shows that I saw in like 2001 and 2002, by then they were technically kind of a seasoned rock band. Even I felt that Rivers' stage presence was like very heavily metered, and it was like he's nervous or doesn't want to be here or I don't know what. I could see why they would say that. I
1: think that they're just kind of like. That's how they are. Yeah, <laughs> I would say whenever you see him or see him in an interview or whatever, they're very chill. Yeah,
0: yeah, but their stage presence is so much better, I and mean, they've ob- obviously got the uh, they've got the well, what do you call it
2: Outfits. the program.
0: No, I mean they kind of dress however now, but they seem to have gotten more with the program, a much livelier show. Yeah, if I mean, not an in depth show. Production.
2: I think that yeah, goes yeah. to being comfortable on stage, too, mm-hmm. over time. Which
1: they for sure are now.
2: So I found this part to be hilarious from The Hollywood Reporter. They said the band is not heavy or combative enough to be punk, and it isn't hooky enough for pop. I found that to be hilarious, because if you think of the classic Weezer songs, they are definitely hooky.
0: I know. They're hooky all earwigs. and poppy. Would you consider stuff from that era to be pop music
1: um i think buddy holly was very poppy yeah yeah super pop but everything else no
0: it's very i guess because i've lived with i've lived in a world where people um are so judgmental of weezer i'm surprised to hear so many nice things that early on i would have figured nobody would have believed in them
1: it was a very popular album and song at the time. Buddy Holly was very popular, "Sadie," So was very popular, and the Sweater Song were all really, really popular.
0: And this album did go on to sell millions, right? How many, how many times is it platinum certified?
1: So I think it's like for sure pop music because just of that right there. I mean, everything was popular.
0: Do you think that Weezer had the advantage of being so distinct against everything else like Seal and the Cranberries and everything else going on back then? The people were just like, "What the heck is yes. this?" and gravitated toward it.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly what. Happened. If there wasn't a sea of options. I think that's exactly what happened with the sweater song and Buddy Holly, and then people listened to Saving So because of those two, and they were blown blown away, and then the rest of the album followed.
0: Amy, any more wonderful tidbits?
2: Now that's about it. The New York Times reviewed their live show. But they didn't really say a whole lot, either negative or positive. I I tend to agree. Um, I wouldn't give it a B, though. Like, Entertainment Weekly gave it a B. It's clearly an A-plus album, A-plus-plus. Yeah, but
0: people never know that at the time, though. Right. Right. You're never recognized in your time.
2: Yeah, and at the time, like know. you guys were saying before of what was on the charts, like, the 90s were all over the place. Um, Yeah, mm-hmm. gangsters. Not like now. Yeah. So I, I think um I think I I enjoyed reading the reviews from 1994. Um considering everything else that was in the media, I'm content with how uh they reviewed the album. I think they were spot on with what Inter- Entertainment Weekly said that they were um the college radio friendly product that that that's definitely when I hear what I remember of Weezer is is like college stuff. So I think that is um Pretty spot on. I don't agree with cool. the live show. Uh, I think they've but I've only seen them live in the last 10 years.
1: I wish I I wish I was there to see the blue album being toured. I don't remember if I did. I really don't. How bad is that? I should look. I have all of my uh, tickets saved. I'll have to find it in the vault and, and figure it out. I know I saw Pinkerton. I was at the Pinkerton release party, but I don't know if I saw the Blue Album live. And I feel like I must have at some point to be in on like other things. So, but wouldn't that be cool? I want to go back in time.
0: It'll all come back to us when we go down memory lane together. Yeah. But, Amy, we must say, it is a pleasure having you here. We will meet with you again on future episodes.
2: Awesome. Thanks for coming to my garage. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you later.
0: It's like a long walk home. It is. Texas is not close. (laughs) It's a uh,
2: really big garage.
0: All right. Well, until next time, Amy, thank you so much. And we will get back with you.
2: see you later. Adios.
0: Bye. Bye. All right, guys. So that is more or less the show this week. That is it.
1: Uh, don't forget to check us out on uh, We Are Weezer on Twitter and Instagram. And we have a Facebook page. And you can check out the website as well. Uh, or you can email us at weareweezerforever at gmail.com. And thank you, Rick, for doing the sound uh, for our lovely podcast and next time, we're going to talk about a little song called My Best Friend.
0: Yep. And you will also get to meet another fellow fan clubber.
1: Oh, yeah. How could I forget? I'm sorry. Juliet.
0: I don't know how you could.
1: Yeah, I know. We're going to go to another garage next time. Yeah.
0: might not be a garage. It could be like a, an add-on, like an addition. or an a attic. Or a bathroom that wasn't Basement. zoned through the city. We didn't get a permit for it. But she'll be there. And she'll have her own wonderful topic. And uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. And thank we you so much. are Weezer, and you are too. We are and see you later. We'll see you soon. Adios.